You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I found HQ shirts, by the way. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll get out of the way in a minute. I found the other day in the moving process a uh, manila folder filled with HQ shirts that were sent to us, I believe, around the time that they were going out of business because for the live event, we reached out to HQ Sports and we had Lauren Gambino, who was the host of HQ Sports at the time, come in and do like a live version of HQ Sports where we gave away, I don't even remember what it is that we gave away. So like I m- maintained like a relationship with like the producer, the whoever was that like scheduled it. And then they just send us from time to time like HQ Trivia shirts. And I found a bag full of HQ Trivia shirts the other day. I gave it oh. to my parents. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fun story, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you you yeah, like convert them into like uh I, I, I like using uh T shirts as rags. T shirts oh, by no. far the by far the best rags, old T shirts. Get out of here. What? what wait a minute. I it's find so rags I find rags are good rags. Rags are the best. <laughs> <laughs> the it's old T shirt as a rag is such a dad move, Woodingham. What? No That is very dad. It's so disrespectful to the legacy of that shirt as well. No, it but isn't. I mean like it is I, a I have dad a, move, though, because I'm always just like, oh, God, I need something to wipe up. Let me just grab this shirt. Like, I'm always using... It, like, I have, like, a shirt that generally is no longer the color that it started. I, I wore it so much. Well, you've been and using so, it like, as a rag also. Right. right. Well, okay, well, now I use it as a rag, and it'll, like, probably look like bleach very soon. Uh, oh, no. But, you know, what, what else am I going to do with this? By far, like, the, the goodwill. Best, the, the best dryer of a car, by the way, is an old T-shirt. By far the best dryer of a car after you've washed it. Um, I'm a big fan of an old T-shirt. You do bring up a good point, though, which is people attaching sentimental value onto clothing that they don't wear anymore. I noticed this as I was packing up my apartment. I have a lot of T-shirts that I haven't worn in 10 years, but I look at it and I'm like, oh, this was the T-shirt I had when blah, blah, blah happened. Or, oh, this is a 2005 AFC championship shirt. I can't throw this away. And it's like, I'm not going to wear this. Why am I attaching sentimental value to this very stupid inanimate object? Witty sees it and he goes, I just dropped spaghetti. Let me clean it up with this champion. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. By the way, best best rag t-shirt are giveaways at sporting events. Most t-shirts that they give you at a sporting event, pretty bad. And so they have a tremendous usage, like the amount of Mikasuki branded old t-shirts that I have that are, are used to clean things around my home is significant. Do you have sentimental value for anything or is everything just it serves an ulterior function at some point? Not really. I'm not, I'm not really I'm not really someone who has like a sentimental value with stuff. Uh, I'm I'm pretty quick to, to throw things those in the bin sh- when they're no longer required. Those shirts shrink so much. I'm pretty sure I have like a, a white hot 07 shirt that's like a crop top at this point. <laughs> I uh, I usually give all my shirts to Goodwill or some charity. Except, oh, you're so nice, Roy. You're ex- such a good person. Except the Kevin Spacey hoodie that we got. Oh, that one that one goes in the bin. Probably in the incinerator, honestly. Yeah, that was the only one I didn't get to Goodwill. I gave away ten bags full of old clothing from my first couple jobs in New York, which were more business casual. And now I don't think I'm ever gonna need business casual clothing ever again. I mean, maybe if I switch careers and I go back into like the corporate world, but we can wear whatever we want. Uh, no, keep no, there's a, there's a strict business casual dress code. What are you talking about? We're all in t-shirts right now. That's, That's just casual, Woody. I mean, you, Mr. Fancy Lad, you wear tuxedos to work and suits. You came to dinner at uh, that fancy restaurant in Miami in a nice blue suit with your hair all done up, everything. His hair's done up now. Up. How did you feel about that, by the way? Just like, what was your perspective on that once you got there and you saw that your dress code was slightly different than everyone else's? Were you like, all of these these people, why didn't they dress up for this? Or you're like, mm, maybe I overdressed a little. 
Well, I, I, I definitely felt like I overdressed. But I will say, I, I needed like an ally. I needed one person to be wearing a jacket, and Mike, thankfully, was wearing a blazer. So I felt good when I walked, okay, at least one person is wearing a jacket here. My honest feeling is that I like wearing suits. I like wearing uh, shirts and ties. I find it to be fun. And so I've been in a pandemic in which I've done every Zoom call with a T-shirt or at best a polo on. And so I wanted to, you know, chuck a suit on, and so I did. Well, I, I wore do a jacket think... too, so you were. Oh, yeah, you know, that's right. That's right. You, but you were so you weren't there when I arrived. So like, I, I needed like allies when I, particularly when I saw like the first person I saw was Stu Gotts, and he was like yeah. giving me all kinds of shit from the off. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm off to a bad start here. I need some help, and thankfully Mike came to my rescue. It's a I feel like you test. were dressed appropriately, Woodingham and Mike. I mean, not that Billy and Chris weren't. You guys were in nice outfits, but I think it was it I was, was a fancy. It was a fancy place. I think everyone everyone dressed appropriately except Stu Gotts. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wore my, my cleanest pair of sneakers that day, I'll have you know. Stu Gotts like, said it was his fanciest Grateful Dead hat, or his before, nicest one. Did you okay, guys so, look around for celebrities at that at that dinner? Because I was. Because that's a, it's a noted place where people of note go. And I was like, it? you know what? It is, it is. It's like a fancy place. I mean, look, you don't go to places with golden, uh, whatever it Wooly was. Woolly mammoths. Woolly mammoths. 24 karat gold woolly mammoth. <laughs> yeah, you don't go to- million pounds. Exactly. You don't go to places with golden woolly mammoths and not think there might be a chance that a famous person is here. So you look around, but it was very dimly lit. I couldn't see anyone of note that day. Did you consider that we were at the table with people of note, Billy? So here's the thing about that, right? <laughs> I was having a conversation, I believe, with either my wife or sister while it was going on. I'm like, oh, look, this is where I am. Like, this is a fancy place. Like, this, because I don't, I don't go to fancy places. I was like, this is a fancy place. Like, there may be, you know, fancy people here, whatever. But I was like, looking around, they're like, are there any famous people there? I'm like, looking around, I'm like, no, there's not. It's disappointing. As you're there's sitting no, next to Tom Haberstroh and Kate Fagan. Well, I was like, there's no famous people here, right? And then uh, they texted me, they go, did you ever think that you guys are the famous people there that day? I go, absolutely not. I'm not a famous person. These are famous people. It's Tom and Kate and Amin. And like, they're just people. Where are the famous people? Where's Canelo Alvarez and his boat? And how did he get his boat there? Because I remember Dan telling us that he was at that restaurant and Canelo pulled up on his boat. And I'm like, where did this boat pull up? Because there's no water by here. I was trying to figure out the boat situation. We were on the ocean. The ocean was like water 10 was right feet there, away. Really. No, but that's Miami Beach. You can't pull up a yacht on Miami Beach. You park I, I love, the yacht I love that offshore visual. and then take a smaller yacht to the shoreline if you're super rich. Smart. I don't know about that stuff. I love the visual of a 101-foot yacht just pulling up to the beach and just Canelo jumping off it and then it carries on. You'll never forget the 101, right? Because neither will I. No. Oh, no, of course not. Yeah, I mean, because we, we, we talked to him about this. And I, I, I believe one of my hard-hitting questions was, is what do you get with the extra foot? I All think right. my favorite part was he's like, we're like, what does your boat have? It's like all the essentials. It has like a helicopter pad and multiple masseuses. And it's like anything I would need. And it's like none of those are needs. Like this goes to a want versus need situation. Yeah. None of those are needs. I would say the needs on a boat are an engine that propels it forward and like some bottles of water. And that's about it. Maybe an anchor. Yeah, an anchor would be good. A sail if required. And maybe an oar. Yeah, oh, yeah. Imagine, All right. Imagine an old. I'm trying yacht. to start. I've been trying to start this ah, podcast Lord. for about. No, we started. Better than a good We're good. We started. All right. This is the mystery crate. I'm Chris. I'm here with Jessica, Chris, Roy, and Billy, and we are going to uh, reprise something we did. Uh, I think like a month ago. We're going to bring back the fake ass wheel. We brought some topics. Uh, I think we already kind of hit one, which is uh, old T-shirts as rags. And we've also hit Canelo Alvarez's boat and my propensity to wearing suits. We've got we've already covered some ground here, but let's go ahead and fire off the wheel and get going here. All right, Chris, where where, where did it land? Roy. Wow. Roy. Go wow. Go fuck yourself. Why Two is that my name? Always show up first. Uh, your is it twenty? First. By the way, everyone would have said that, no matter who it landed on. Which Nobody you know is, is one hundred percent. No, it like if I, if it landed on me, like oh, of course it's me first. Let me dig into my first topic Hold here. Hold on a second. It's a wheel. We're not deciding who's coming up. Like the wheel decided, Roy. Okay, I, I claim shenanigans in that. Anyway, this is my topic. So uh, CNN is uh, currently airing a late night television retrospective on. Uh, you know, shows like The Tonight Show and uh, Late Night and stuff like that. And I got to thinking, 
What is the closest uh, late night show that we can compare the Dan Lebertor show with Stu Gatz to? And throughout the entire history of late night, which is just about 60 years now, uh, I would think that it would be late night with David Letterman uh, during his NBC run. Uh, because a lot of people thought that the show was edgy and a lot of new tricks in the uh, late night game outside of, you know, when you compare it to the Tonight Show or stuff like that. And I just thought that that show is basically the closest thing that we have to our show. Now, I don't know if you guys, you guys are young. I don't know if you guys are able to see like old clips of that show or anything like that or even saw The Late Show when it was at CBS but I think that that's just the closest comparison. I don't know. I, I feel like you'd have to like find some, a show that does mix like some serious elements. Now, I, I don't have the cultural reference to know if uh, The Late Show with David Letterman did. I would say like probably more like, I guess it's so inherently political, but like Late Night with Seth Meyers is probably like a, a reasonable comparison as well. But um, yeah, I would actually, like in terms of tone and like the shit that we try, I would say probably Late Night with Conan because Conan just did so many crazy things when he was on at, at 1237 on NBC. So, uh, yeah, I think, like, I mean, uh, there's, there's a lot of overlap between what we do on a late-night show. I was thinking maybe the Jon Stewart show because he had a lot of fake bits and, like, parody characters that would pop in and fake correspondence and things like that. And I feel like the Dan Lebitard show has all of these, like, sideshow characters that come in and do these play these different roles. And, and that kind of reminds me of the old Jon Stewart show. I was going to go with the Tom Green show, but you guys have given me like, more legitimate. Oh, Jessica. What's the Tom no. Green? Uh, oh, that's more of a Jessica. sketch show. No. Oh. That's more no, of a sketch show, Jessica. Though, right? I'm Googling it. Maybe I know what it is. Do you have any reference for Tom Green or is it just a Tom Green show? Episode, September 94, Canada. He's Canadian, yeah. There's other countries in the world. <laughs> and we're allowed to watch their TV on our TV? I mean, there's hot you can't tell anyone Canada. you're doing it, but what is the most fa- like most famous stunt from that show or personality from that show that I would probably um, know without knowing that it's from that show? Tom Green. He Tom dated Green. Okay, other than Tom, Tom Green. Tom, Tom Do you Green know Drew Barrymore? Yes, I'm familiar. Weren't they married? They were either dating or married really? for some time. Yeah, that's an odd couple. He had a whole thing with Monica Lewinsky. He did like he, a special on cancer. He would put his bum on things. That sh- yeah, Ooh, that good use of bum. His bum. Yeah, the bum bum it song. Like You've a never witty. heard. You don't know the bum bum song? Oh my lord! See, here's the it, problem though. People get pissed whenever I say I don't know something, and they're like, "I'm 27 and I know what this is." And I'm not claiming that other 27 year olds don't. I just don't, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna sit here and fake it. No, that would be to, terrible. No, it, it's only when you make an age-based argument. No, but you make, uh, like, the, the intonation is occasionally, I don't know this, and really people my age shouldn't. You need it, to it's, know it's, everything. It's only, it's only when you make a value judgment on other young people that I think people get upset about this. I stand by my Speed take. My take was that Speed did not have the cultural capital to survive relevancy <laughs> into the late 2000s and that wasn't me saying that i don't know anything before the time i was born which was how people interpreted it just speed and point break like those two things unbelievable roy roy tell me tell me why i'm wrong i mean you can go back and watch the movie you know does that and also no no but there's a finite amount of time we have on this planet and is it really important for a 27 year old to dedicate two hours to watching Speed. I get it. Like, you want to make an argument, you got to watch The Godfather before you go. Fair enough. I've I'm never not watched sure it. S- well, you should. Too uh, long. What? You've never seen The Godfather? I'd watch Speed twice before I'd watch and The Godfather. I'm getting shit for not seeing <laughs> Speed. Like, that. This is, this is the problem. There are all movies that we haven't seen that were from a point in time before we were born. And some of them, you watch because people talk about them a lot. The Godfather is one of them. Some of them you don't because... People don't talk about them that much. Speed is one for me. That's all I said. So you don't know the Tom Green show. I don't know the Tom <laughs> Green show is what I'm saying. By the way, Speed is 116 minutes. That's uh, that's, that's quite a long film. Wait, do you know it's what... Two hours. <laughs> do you know what TRL movie? is? Yes, I know what TRL oh, is. Oh, okay, good. Whew. What is it? It was the show on MTV from Times Square where they played the music videos and they did interviews and stuff. Did it mean something to you or you just know of it? Mm. What is the acronym? Total something live. Total. Uh, What is it? The R R is very important. You got to get this right. Total. 
uh, radio? Rea- oh, real no. reality? No. Requests. <laughs> Request. Oh, because they requested music videos? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, smart. I get it. Wow, unbelievable. Wait, were you a Backstreet Boy or an NSYNC person? Or did you? was this that too old for you? I was okay. both. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I had a Justin Timberlake that marionette doll. In my room, though, they had them at. Wow. They were a McDonald's giveaway prize that I won these, once. Th- these these two things don't coalesce. See, you can be, say be, both. Being a yeah. being a being a total request. Like I feel like InSync and the Backstreet Boys were like dominant in the era of TRL. Yeah. These two things. These two things should go together. I, what's your point? I know what TRL is. Well, like, here's the no, thing. No, but it doesn't mean anything to you. Like you didn't know what the R stood for. <laughs> I thing- was young enough to listen to the Backstreet Boys and not old enough to watch TRL. Like, those didn't overlap. Like, you could listen to the Backstreet Boys as a five-year-old, but not be allowed to watch MTV, right? I was also an NSYNC and Backstreet Boys person, but I I was more Backstreet. Like, I feel like you're allowed to be fans of both, but there is one you lean. Like, you can't be (laughs) 50-50. I was neither. I was neither. Shocking revelation. No shit. (laughs) Billy, what were you? My sister was a Backstreet Boys uh, fan, so I, I followed the Backstreet Boys just because... Through my childhood, there was more Backstreet Boys playing because of the fact that she liked the Backstreet Boys over in sync. But it was a big deal when they were on TRL. They used to, they had this thing where they'd have to, they, they basically took over Times Square. Like so many fans would come that they would stop traffic and they had to like shut it down to the point where I guess MTV, I don't know if they were required to, I'm assuming they were. They had to add like pull down blinds on the outside of the studio because the studio faced Times Square. So they would shut it down to kind of, crowd control people because so many people would show up for for these boy bands and all these musicians that would come over the years you didn't TRL like- is the reason why I was like I really wanted to go to Times Square and Times Square seems awesome Worst but then you ask you, and, the, and then you ask Earth. any oh New Yorker and they oh puncture your perspective bad. they think it's awful Horrible. and it's like I, I really want to go to Times yeah. Square when people visit New York this happened two weekends ago my friend from kindergarten visited New York and told me she wanted to see Times Square. I was like, "Text me when you're done with that. We'll meet up." <laughs> I'm, I, I've, I'm not like I've taken people to Times Square dozens of times since I moved here that have visited me. I refuse. I will Why? not go back. What's the big it's deal? Just, it's just the cesspool of New York City. It is what people from outside of New York City think New York City is, and it's the worst part of it. But you know that's what South Beach is to Miami, right? Like we work in the Times Square of Miami. Yes, but would I choose to go there every day if it wasn't for work? Probably not. Uh, already taking shots. She's not South saying Beach. anything she, she, crazy. She even here. arrived to South Beach. Thank you, Cody. I don't think I'm saying anything. Everybody crazy at says. All. Everybody says that Times Square is like the touristy place where like oh, there's people please. like dressed as people, all these characters, yes. and they walk up to you and they try to get you to like they solicit money from you, like all the weird like buskers. I don't even know if we call them buskers in the states. Woody, I feel like I just used a Woodyism. I don't like, even know what that who, means. Okay, it's like a thing in the UK, like the people who do like the shows on the sidewalk for money. And if you take pictures of them, you have to pay them. That's what Times Square is. It's just a bunch of that. It's a ton of traffic. It's a little like scary, too. There's a ton of They're performing a service, though. No, they're like dressed like there's the the naked cowboy guy. Like, what is that? We don't need that. Society has moved past that. The need for a naked cowboy in Times Square. That Elmo is creepy. Okay, Elmo. I don't want oh. to be yes, the a Elmo. With you. You're not a nor- you don't look like a normal Elmo. Yeah. Elmo like serves a, a purpose. Elmo. To wrap this up, I would say uh, check out the uh, Conan bit that Triumph the Insult Comic Dog did in Times Square. In terms of like making fun of the Elmos and all like the awfulness of Times Square, I would definitely recommend checking that out. Some people were born to play Elmo in Times Square, you know? Like they're just kind of serving what their purpose, Jessica, their purpose you, in life. Jessica, you seem to yeah. change something. My boyfriend is like on the other side of the room and he grew up in Manhattan and just texted me and said, This conversation is giving me anxiety. <laughs> like New Yorkers <laughs> fucking hate Times Square. Wow. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, let's, uh, let's spin the wheel again. Here we go. How does your boyfriend feel about Sparrows? Ah, Sparrows. 
Roy, since uh, since it uh, was your first topic, you Chris Cody. Oh, no, Chris Cody. <laughs> Sit your ass back down. All right, I have two topics. I need to spin the wheel of my two topics. Ooh, All right, mini enough. wheel. All right, there's All two right. there's two selections. It's best buffalo chicken dish. Like, of all the ways you can get buffalo chicken, the best and worst of that, or just pre-cutting meat. People who pre-cut their meat. Those are the two topics. Spin the wheel. All right, here we go. Is there a third topic? (laughs) You want a third topic? You're such an anarchist. He said he had two topics in the mini wheel. Why did you ask for a third? Well, neither of those two are really, (laughs) We'll we'll see. We'll see. Pre-cut. People who pre-cut their meat. Oh, is that what it landed on? All right. Yeah, all right. Okay. Here we go. So. I, just, I texted you guys last night, and I said, what kind of topics will these be? Well, like, is... what if I don't know what they are? And the fucking topic is people pre I mean, you never seen pre-cut salami? <laughs> what does this mean? All right. I'm talking about when you get a dish, like you get a chicken dish or anything, and then you pre- have to pre-cut the chicken completely out as opposed to taking one bite at a time, like cut, bite, cut, bite. What are you talking Now look, okay, here it is. My (laughs) wife, let's say she orders chicken parmesan with spaghetti. The chicken parmesan comes, she pre-cuts all her meat. I've made fun of her for years for this. And then I realized like a month ago, through Sarah Spain, Charles Barkley does the same exact thing. There are people out there that pre-cut everything. And what I'm saying is- Are you talking about at a restaurant? Yes, at a restaurant or at your house, just a meal. So just cutting all of the food before you start to eat it. Pre-cutting all your meat. Pre-cutting. Yes. That is pre-cutting. And I'm telling you, there are two acceptable things you're allowed to pre-cut your meat for. A salad and a rice bowl. Okay? Those are the two times that it is acceptable to pre-cut something. If you just have, like if you're at Pollo Tropical and you have the chicken breast meal, if you pre-cut all your chicken, you're a monster. Okay, you're only allowed to pre-cut your meat before when you're eating a salad, and you know you get a piece of chicken on top of a salad, pre-cut away, and in a rice bowl, like at Chipotle, even though they cut that for you. Then you is can she, pre-cut your meat. Is she pre-cutting it and then eating it with the pasta? Yeah, she like pre-cuts the entire chicken parmesan, and then she just has it, and then she'll like mix it up, and she has her like chicken. It's like, I don't like that. Your thoughts. Jessica, you seem to have thoughts on this. I mean, this is absurd. I... Come, He's come a back pre-cutter. to me. Come You're back a pre-cutter. To me. You're Actually, a pre-cutter. Okay, I'm not a pre-cutter because this is a little horrifying. I think I'm about to get exposed. I don't use knives. Uh, what? See, what? Billy, see oh. what kind of stuff we get from my what topic, you, Billy. You You're screws? welcome. Why, Billy? What am I doing? If I'm at a restaurant and I am, say I'm at a restaurant with John Skipper or you know people we work with. I will do the appropriate etiquette of cut it, eat it, cut it, eat it, whatever. But if I'm at a restaurant with just like my family or my friends, I'm just like ripping that baby apart with my teeth. I'm getting in there. I don't wait, get what? Wait, wait, so you get you get an 18 ounce ribeye on a plate and you pick it up with your fork. <laughs> That is absurd. I mean, this is why we were given teeth, right? Just to no, hell yeah, Jesse. Uh, that's hell also yeah, why we were given yeah. utensils. Knives are so cumbersome. Like it's yes. such a waste of time. Yes, waste of time and dangerous. Jessica, yes, did your descendants did your descendants go through evolution, or are you a cave woman? I might be. <laughs> what, Billy? Wait, you use forks. Yeah. Well, yeah, you use the fork. You stab the middle of the piece of meat, and then you. <laughs> Yes. yes. Are you Fred Flintstone? <laughs> ah. You know Fred Flintstone, right? <laughs> a cave girl. A cave girl. Fred who? No. Oh god. I'm stop kidding. That. I'm that's kidding. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a bit. I saw that. It's a, everyone's so mad at me already. I'm oh. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty pissed off right now. <laughs> Look at that. I can't believe this. Look at that. Chris is, pleased, a... Chris is pleased at how this came, this went off the ground. I mean, the topic, question. topic of the day. Wait, but Chris, what's worse? The, you'd rather your wife just use no knife than pre-cut her meat? I, I would rather her do what you do. Than, it just annoys the shit out of me. when she, it, she It's like she's six years old. She's like yes, pre-cutting every bite. Children. It's like that's what I do for my daughter. It's like just be an adult and cut. I mean, unless you're going to do it your way. I love what you, I love your way, Jessica. I wish we were at that restaurant a few <laughs> weeks ago and you just were got oh, comfortable man. and like, hey, skip. Ah! Get, like, middle of the sausage. <laughs> Digging through that parrillada like that. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so do you, do you, Chris, do you do leftovers? Yeah. If you're gonna do leftovers, are you fine with cutting it into small See, pieces before you gr- heat it up? Because- that's a great note. In a microwave, you'd want to cut it up. If you're gonna reheat something, I'm okay for microwave purposes. 
it will heat faster and you don't have to use as much time, then you can pre-cut. But like first time eating it, no pre-cutting. The only the only argument on behalf of this would be that if you're eating like a chicken parmesan, for instance, you want to evenly distribute the chicken over the course of the entire pasta. I will do this, for instance, uh, when you know my, my mom will make like a Colombian meal, rice and beans, and you throw some chicharrones in there. And I want to make sure that every bite has at least a bit of chicharron in there. And so I will pre-cut the chicharron so that it's evenly distributed throughout the meal. So that I understand. But just like you're eating a steak and you're going to cut all the bits up before you eat the steak, that's Monster. ridiculous. That Monster. is the behavior of children. I do both. You can't do both. You can't sometimes say, you know what? I want to kind of cut this up and sometimes not cut it up. Like sometimes, for example, I'll go to this place, this Cuban restaurant called La Cadreta for breakfast, right? And I'll get a steak and eggs uh, breakfast. So it'll be a steak, eggs, and then it'll be like this little hash brown, right? And sometimes you pre-cut your meat, don't you? This is where we're listen. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why. This is what I do. I cut that up, and then I try. No, listen to me. You're gonna like this. I make little mini sandwiches on my forks where I get the meat egg and a piece of hash brown Ooh, and then i bite it oh, and yeah. all three That's things quality. are on one yeah. fork bite so it's oh. delicious but sometimes i have to cut it up in advance to kind of ration it out and figure out all right this is how many eggs i need to save this is how much of the mm-hmm. hash brown i need to save love a combo Pretty bite boy. love a combo bite what's your guys mm. favorite combo of random food side items you guys like mashed potatoes and corn that's a good one mm. i actually uh, i have an admission to make here uh-oh Oh Christ! I, I don't like to eat my food together. So, if, for example, if you I eat get all like, your fries first, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, Tony so, what? so, yeah. So, I will like if I get like you know steak, rice, and mashed Tony potatoes. Shit. I will eat the rice, then I will eat the mashed potatoes, oh! then I will eat the steak. The I, mashed potatoes are there, there to there complement the no, steak. There is no meshing of the foods as I'm eating them. I eat them one at a time. I can't look at you. How do you decide what the order is going to be or it varies? It's whatever I'm feeling that day. I don't oh know. I mean, God. generally, you know, you go for like, you start with the salad. That's generally like, you know, the, the beginning course. Um, then then you kind of probably move into the entree and then maybe eat one of the sides either before or after. But yeah, that like it, 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 these happen in orders. You're probably one of those monsters that covers all his fries with ketchup, right? You're not a oh, dipper. No, 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 oh no, 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 no. I asked for like I, the other day. I went to the alehouse and asked for an extra plate so I can put the ketchup on the plate okay, so that I can I can dip. I find that to be the behavior the of 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 just awful people, just like just <laughs> well pouring said. ketchup. Like I, <laughs> I was looking for a, like un, I, I didn't want to be I don't want to sound like oh like you know pretentious and go like uncultured swine, but like that's kind of what's in my head. Like, Do you, you touch you your can't. French fries with your fingers? Of course. But like certain Europeans will only use a knife and fork for finger foods also. Like my, my sister is married to a non-American and he uses a knife and fork for literally every bite of food on his plate. No, I mean, no. Come on. Let's get serious. How does he feel about you eating your meat like an animal? <laughs> he, I'm, he's disgusted by it. Everyone in my family is like we've talked about this for years, and every time I visit my sister abroad, they're like, "You you're like you're disgusting." I'm like, "Yeah." Wait, so this is just a you thing? This isn't like something that you inherited through your family? Like this is just you behavior? I'm just lazy. I don't want to use a knife if I don't have to. I'll, if I'll use the side it, of my fork, like. It, but this isn't lazy. This is less efficient. I disagree. Like, like the the gnawing through, like to really get a clean bite through a piece of flesh is like it takes some work and you also end up with an uneven bite at the end of it like when you eat a steak you kind of like figure it out by quadrants all right like you know like you, you kind of take one bit at a time yeah, we all by buying some yeah. fat yeah. right it's right you evenly distribute the fat throughout your your bite like do you just eat like a whole chunk of fat and then get into the rest of it like i mean it just is, really it depends harder on the, it depends Woody. it depends on the type of meat the cut of meat where i am like i will use a knife if i'm in a public place where people are watching me but if i'm just you know at a table with my friends and family like i'll just use my fingers kind of just get in there with my teeth it's like it's like when i pick apart a rotisserie chicken i don't want to use a knife for that get in there with my fists what phrasing you just grab a rotisserie chicken and bite into it i am with her I am with uh, her. I assume that, that uh, you would be. This is, you this break is... that chicken down by hand. We what do you do at Thanksgiving? Oh, that's a great question. That Drumstick, is a great question. Always with the hands. Oh, oh hell yeah, Jess. Just hey, walk, hell walk yeah. up and rip it off the bird. And just, <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> Dibs. Are you allowed at like the grown-up table at Thanksgiving? Or are they like, <laughs> we need you to babysit. And that's kind of what they tell you because they know it's just going to be a mess at the big table. <laughs> you just give me a separate room. 
That is that is obscene. Next. So you don't want that was a topic, no. by the way, that no, you said no, you weren't no. sure you'd be prepared for. Oh, right. Yeah, right. You weren't prepared to, like, dig, <laughs> to dig into your eating steak habits. You put in the chat, your boyfriend is dying. What gave him more anxiety? You eating this way or Times Square? Lee, come here for a second. All right. I'll ask him. Lee, ladies and gentlemen. What gave you more anxiety, me talking about my eating habits or Times Square? This is a trap. <laughs> It's like complete heathen behavior. <laughs> heathen. Heathen is the word I was looking for. It's complete heathen behavior. Yeah, you're gonna pay for that later, though, Lee. Wait, can I can I ask Lee a question? You can't hear us, right? I can hear you loud and clear. Hey, it's Billy. I have a question for you. So based on these behaviors that have been described, can you honestly tell us and pretend that Jessica's not there? Uh, that you've ever been embarrassed by this behavior because she's done this at a family gathering of yours or something where she felt a little too comfortable. Part of this is like the realities of sort of like living together during a pandemic. Like she is a part of my family at this point. So she got a little too comfortable a little bit too quickly. (laughs) We're ripping apart steak and rotisserie chicken at the dinner table a year ago. So I, I just at this point, I don't even notice it. But yeah, absolutely. But you don't do this, right? When you say we, you mean she's the one doing this. Like, you don't show up at, like, your family gatherings and do this now also, correct? It's okay if you do, Lee. It's cool, yes. man. No, there, there's, a, there's, like, a lifetime of, like, using a fork and knife. And, you know, Jessica has not influenced my behavior in any way. Let's just say that. <laughs> so you eat like a proper human being. All right, very good. I, I'm comfortable with all the utensils, yes. <laughs> all of the utensils. But also, Whoa, his nickname is Squilliam T. Fancy Son from SpongeBob. He's basically Chris Whittingham. Like Ooh. he's a fancy boy, also. So, oh, well, he used the word heathen cool. earlier. So, and I'm Unfair. I'm jealous that that he he used the correct uh, vocabulary I, there. I, I just a moment. I don't think that saying someone's a fancy boy because he uses utensils as utensils <laughs> is fair. We've had that conversation like 50 <laughs> times. <laughs> He's using a knife and she's doing the fancy lad songs. <laughs> Ooh, how fancy. You eat your spoon with her. You, you use I'm utensils. I'm like, Jessica, you don't have to bring the soundboard to dinner. Like, you don't have to play the song. <laughs> The the wheels spun like seven minutes ago. Should I play? Should I play it again? Or I mean, it didn't move. What did uh, it land on? I think it was the second meat question. Oh, it probably was. <laughs> Chris, where did it land? Witty. Oh, wow. okay. All right. I was on my Instagram the other day, and it really felt like a friend of mine went to the first proper wedding that has happened in about 14 months because of the pandemic at the very least there's considerations of you know people's concerns about COVID-19 about being indoors versus outdoors and I gotta tell you weddings are the most underrated party that happens for guests now I imagine I've not gotten married myself but for guests it is the most fun of the parties, I would say. I love a wedding. If you want to invite me to your wedding, I will go. You can charge me admission to your wedding, You're gonna and get I will go. Now. You're going to get invited now to random listeners' weddings. Yeah. Fair know. enough. I'll go. I'll no, go. If, if I've got a weekend free, I, I don't have very many weekends free anymore. But uh, if, if I have a weekend free, I will go to your wedding. I absolutely love a wedding. The, the only thing I can disagree with, you're right, is that they're not underrated. Everybody loves a wedding. That's the only thing I would argue with is that I don't think they're underrated. I've met some people. It's like, oh, you got to get all dressed up and you got to get a gift and you got to like, like it's a bit more of an involved experience than showing up to a house party or going out on a Friday night. You got to, you know, put on, you know, your nicest dress. You got to put on a suit. You got to get all dressed up. Those are all the like attributes for me of a good part. Like, you know, showing up to a party in a suit. Incredible. So I will go to anyone's wedding. And I just want to, uh, I will assess the feelings of the group on your thoughts on weddings. I have a number of follow-ups. The first of which is, which part of the wedding do you like the most? Like, is it the love? Because it seems to me like you just like to get dressed up. And that's why you like weddings. Because for the most part, no. they're formal and you get to dress up for them. No, man. I went. So we, we all went, well, I guess Jessica didn't. But we all went to uh, Dan's wedding. It was an outdoor scene. I was scene. there, yeah. Yeah, it was an outdoor scene, and Pablo was actually the efficient on that day, and 
I, like, like I, there was a sting in my eye towards the end of his speech. There was a sting in my eye towards the end of the ceremony. You cried at Dan's wedding. I did. Yeah, like I, I had, like I got a little emotional. And I, Yo, I love- chicken time. What? I'm not, I'm not having. Came the... back after calling the soccer game. <laughs> well, that's right. I did leave in the middle of the wedding to go to go work. I did do that, uh, but I was there for the ceremony, and uh, it was great. Now I was I was later told that the dance floor wasn't exactly popping that night, which so it made me feel better about. There was no go. dance floor. I know exactly. Well, I, I think and you know, I, I that I was like the it. oddest thing about dance. It was wedding. like a courtyard. It was yeah. like a courtyard with a big uh, fountain in it. But there was but, no and, one and really he was dancing. playing like it, it, there, there was no dance music. But there was no Cupid Shuffle at this wedding. Which, by the way, you <laughs> haven't had a wedding unless the Cupid Shuffle is played. Let's okay, be real. okay, wait a minute. So this takes me straight into my next follow up, which is, what are you like at a wedding? You're out there doing the Cupid Shuffle. Yes, yeah, I love a Cupid Shuffle. Any any dance where. I don't have to improvise. I just get told what to do. Huge fan of. Do you do the wobble? I, oh, I love a wobble. I love a wobble. Love a wobble. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. better than a good wobble. Roy, I'll you do... wobble? No, I don't. <laughs> what? No, I, I think I think we get enough bourbons in Roy. He'll he'll, he'll start wobbling 100%. I, I, I dance with my wife, and that's about it. I think to answer Billy's original question, though, the best part of a wedding, cocktail hour. The bar, oh, hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. And like the little like pigs in a blanket, little slider it's action. It's great food. That's the it's best great part. drinking. It's dancing. It's a little bit of love. It's meeting people that you otherwise wouldn't. It's, it's... still early in the night, like so you're still feeling right. Good. Exactly. You got a yeah. Lot you, ahead of you. You get to probably see a side of people that you haven't before, like maybe some family members, some distant friends. You know, like for example, at Dan's wedding, I hung out a lot with Cortez. I, I've I not gotten to see that side of Cortez before. It was fun. I had a nice time. And then afterwards, we broke down. There was an after party. We went to a bar in Colt Gables. That was a nice time from start to finish. If I didn't have to go work and call a Mexican friendly, I would have been. It would have been one of the greatest nights of my life. It sounds. But, I was just gonna say it sounds like Dan's wedding was one of the best nights of your life. I had so much fun. I I fucking love a wedding. Invite uh, me to your wedding. I'll go. My only take on this, Woody, is that a wedding can be a fun night, but not weddings are all a fun night it depends on if it's an open bar if they're serving liquor if it's wine and beer only if they have a good band shots or no shots exactly it can be a great night it can be the most fun you'll have in months but it doesn't necessarily have to be a sad wedding stinks a wedding that you're like wow this is just not that fun there's three people on the dance floor i've never been to one I've never been to a bad wedding. I don't know what what constitutes a bad wedding or what you know what. No like, open what, bar. No open no bar. Open bar? Okay. Bad wedding. Yeah. Beer and wine only. Yeah. I mean, I went to know. a beer and wine only wedding a couple of years ago. It's more common in the south, I think. And I just brought a bottle of Tito's in a water bottle, like Hell I was yeah. in college, and just yeah. in the bathroom because I like there was no other way. To I like Jess. Do it. I knew I like Jess, but this episode is sealing the deal. I like Jess in the bathroom. Cody. Yeah, I had to drink it. Like, I was taking shots of vodka out of a water bottle, like a Dasani bottle in the bathroom. Hell yeah. Oh Dasani, worst water, water bottle. What else am I going to do? Drink eight glasses of Chardonnay? Come on, that sounds disgusting. Drink but since it's in a water bottle, you could just drink it in, like, you know, around people. Yeah, but I think. Who has a Dasani random? Smelled it. Yeah, they would have smelled it. They would have been like, where did you get this bottle of water? We're all drinking out of glassware, like stemware. Like, what's going on? Yeah, you take the risk. There was also a situation where, like, a younger person came up to me and asked for a sip of my beverage because they thought it was just, like, soda. And I was like, ha, no, I have a sore throat. Like, or maybe happens. they thought they knew you were the plug and they couldn't get drinks anywhere else. And they're like, hey, this girl is drinking water out of a water bottle. She's drinking alcohol out of a bottle water, water <laughs> bathroom. Easy for you to say. She'll, she'll give me alcohol. Right. That's true. I probably at that point was giving off vibes that I was drunk. Okay, general feeling of the group. Roy, how do you feel about a wedding? Um, if I'm invited, sure, I'll show up. Although, <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, to be fair, I could, that's probably like, that's Roy's 10 out of 10. That's probably yeah. like as excited as Roy gets about anything. Nah, that, that was not even close to a 10. That was more like a 2. <laughs> Chris, Jessica, invited, Billy, thoughts on weddings? I feel like we've given some thoughts already, but if it's people rating. I like and it's in a like good spot and it's you know open bar, yes, I'm I'm down. I love dancing on a wedding dance floor. 
take it or leave like some are very involved like some weddings you'll see like oh this ceremony is gonna start at this time and then the reception is to follow like four hours later and it's like how much of my day is this going to take up like i'm happy for you guys <laughs> i love the idea of love i'm sure this will be a great time do i actually need to be there to celebrate this love with you i love love i just love love yeah big love Doesn't. guy i'm pro love stand a couple of on that night <laughs> Landed on uh, Jessica. Jessica, what do we got? I, al I also had two topics. I think we need to spin oh, the wheel. Oh, we need again. a mini wheel. Ooh, mini wheel. Can't be as good as mine. Can't be as good as. All right, what's mine. on is the this... mini wheel? What's on the mini wheel? So the mini wheel is this week. If you follow me on social media, I have been posting nonstop about the fact that I had to move out of my apartment. I was gonna do like a horrible things you would rather do than move. See how bad we can get. Um, and the other one was talking about men wearing thigh length shorts like mid thigh length shorts mm. this summer and that being a fashion trend that i support so those are the two things all right here we go where did land jessica we're gonna talk about moving you guys seemed like you uh really okay. wanted to talk about that no you it's all, not about what all... we seem it's about where it well, landed it, it, where did it, it land landed on, oh, it landed okay. on that and then okay. you guys all were like excited about it when i said it out loud so Oof. i'll i'll start and i'm not sure about this because i've never done this but i think i would rather get a colonoscopy than move Oof. well first off let's let's start by discussing are colonoscopies actually that bad i've because heard that you, they are because you're not awake for them no you're I in mean, twilight that actually sounds kind of fun. <laughs> colonoscopies. No, 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 not not the colonoscopy part. The being in twilight part. Just like you just you're, you're just gone. Right <laughs> okay, I, I don't think colonoscopies are that bad. Call me uh, now. The prep is because don't you have you to like, drink crazy. like don't you have to like drink like a liquid for twenty four hours in order to like to, yes. to get ready for one. That's probably the bad bit. And being hungry, thing. being like, hungry is thing. bad. But the actual getting a colonoscopy itself. It's probably know? not that bad. How do you, like, I'm <laughs> guessing. I'm guessing. Anything where you're under anesthetic can't be that bad. Would you rather move or paint the interior of your house? Because I did that, and that's the worst thing. I, like, I think I might actually rather move 100%. than do that. But I would 100%. rather paint. I would no, much rather no, no, I no, hated no. painting the inside Painting of my is house. so fucking oh. involved, man. Oh, my but, God. But so is moving. No, moving is, <laughs> no, too. Those are both no, but, really bad. But there's like a... Painting requires precision, right? The worst part of painting is you go up the wall and you get a dab of paint on the roof, the and you got to get your wet rag, That's a t-shirt from the 2005 ALCS, and you dab the roof uh, to, to, to get that little bit of paint I still and have it just slows you down. I still have touch-ups I need to do from when I painted like a year and a half ago just because I hate doing it. Do you have like that that pink uh, that pink thing that you like you you scrape on the wall so like to fill in where like a a, 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 a painting once was? Yeah, and painter's tape doesn't really work that well. You you like line that thing up and then you paint all over it and then you pull the thing off and there's some little like spots where it got through. It's like I'm with you though. I, I would much rather move than paint the interior of my house. I think I'd rather paint. Billy, do you have anything terrible no. you'd rather do? <laughs> have a baby. <laughs> oh my god that's so mean what was the option something bad other than moving like what's the worst thing you can think of that you'd rather do than move well i mean in this scenario you're moving into a house that doesn't require any painting then right because yes. when you're moving i'm paying so next time i'm paying someone to paint the inside of my house like i'd rather spend a fifteen hundred dollars than go through the, the like month process of painting this entire yeah, hellhole you with the big wallet over here i mean i'm just you know there are certain out. things, though, that are really expensive that after you have to do them yourself, you realize why they're really expensive. One of those things is moving. I The last time I moved in New York, I hired movers, and it was outrageously expensive, but I did not lift a finger. And ah. doing it this time by myself with help from like my boyfriend and his dad and You're some of my friends. You're paying next time. I'm paying next time. It was so hard. And it's going to take you forever to get organized once you get out to the new place. Like the moving, because you moved out and now when you get somewhere, you got to move in again. So it's just like, it's you got to do it twice. Lost in all of that was Woody just saying, I don't think it's that hard. I think it's that hard. <laughs> really? I, I really don't. Like, you know, I've, I've, he I loves helped, the colonoscopy, thinks moving's easy. I, I, I mean, I help, I, I help move my brother. It, like my dad and I knocked yeah, it out. Yeah, being a helper day. is different though. No, Woody. no, no, no. Being we did it. My brother, now, I love my brother Matt, but. He did do what in Spanish we'd call being a conchudo, which is uh, like taking advantage of somebody else. So my brother organized for a moving day 
and then went to work. He didn't take the day <laughs> off from work. Play. So my play, dad, my dad, play. my dad, and I moved all his shit. You guys are suckers. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a couch that like fucking needed like it needed surgery in order to get like out of like this tiny doorway. <laughs> it was it was awful, but awful. My dad and I did it. It took us like ten hours, and it was fine. Like yeah, it was you, ten you, hours. It was a couple of car trips. He put all this. We just shit. did something we fucking hated for ten hours, and it was fine. Like you just sound crazy right now, Woody. It's a day, you know. It's a day. Whatever. Like your your back hurts a little bit. You you put a brace on. You prea leave. Love a prea leave, by the way. Uh. And uh, and and you knock it out. I don't think it's that hard. Well, I disagree. For. A number of reasons. This was also a complicated move because I had to put some stuff in storage, some stuff at my boyfriend's apartment, and then pack things to ship to Miami to an apartment that I don't actually have yet. So it was logistically challenging. So I probably couldn't have hired movers because there's too many destinations where things were going. But I don't know. I just disagree with doing something shitty for 10 hours. Like, man, it's not that bad. It's just a day. It's one of the things you got to do in life, you know? You knock it out and, and then it's over. But that doesn't mean we can't discuss them and like enjoy oh, them. Oh, of and course, not enjoy of them. course. <laughs> but like, but you're like comparing, like you're basically saying it's the worst thing in the world. And all I'm saying is, it's like it's a day. Like I'm not, not every day. It's the not, worst not thing every, in the world. Okay, but, but I the, never said that. The genesis there are, of the, there are things no, I'd rather. No, but the genesis of the question is, you'd rather have something shoved up your ass than move for a day. Which you like, also said wasn't that <laughs> bad. <laughs> no, that just, just I mean, that's a good witty point. has determined the worst thing in the world right now is painting. Just so. oh yeah. Yes, it is hundred percent. It is painting. Fuck painting. <laughs> wow. Well, I'll spin the wheel again. But well, actually, you know what? To spice this up a bit, oh, Chris, your second topic. Wow. Jess, your second topic, or Billy's topic. I'll leave it in the hands of Roy. Roy, where did it land? Yeah, landed on uh, Jess's second topic. Oh wow! Thigh length shorts. Guys out, thighs out. Thorts. I probably should change my <laughs> mind on that. <laughs> Do I have to present this topic? Okay, I will. So no, no, it's it's, Bill, it, it's, it's Billy's turn. Billy, go. I think my topic today is going to be last minute trips. Okay. Because I am I, before we started recording. I don't know if any of that was included, but before we started recording, a discussion was had about a potential last minute trip to Europe. Uh, yeah. Across, across the world on on like two days notice. And I'm one who I will pack at the last minute for road trips to like Orlando or wherever it is. But for something that's far off, I don't think I could plan an intercontinental trip on two days notice. Yeah. So uh, because we didn't include that bit, what happened uh, now, we don't know. I might be en route to Portugal when this episode is released. Uh, But uh, Mike and I have been uh, circling a trip to Portugal ever since uh, Chelsea uh, qualified for the Champions League and the host city was moved from Istanbul to Porto. So we're like, you know, maybe we'll go. We like we try to get it through our podcast, our Chelsea podcast, Chelsea Mic'd Up, wherever you find your podcast. You know, that, that didn't quite work out. And Mike texts me on the Wednesday before a Saturday game in Portugal. Hey, someone I know reached out to me saying I could get tickets. And all of a sudden, it's like, hang on a second. Now we've got to consider this. Now, I've got some work assignments as well that I've got to kind of rearrange. That would be a pain in the ass. And I was just kind of thinking, but also, I could I, I could go to the Champions League final. Like, that could be like a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. So... I don't know. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking about it and I can do it both financially and I've got the free time in theory and I wouldn't be that bothered about the planning of it. All I need is a flight, a place to stay and tickets to the game and the rest of it can figure itself out. Daddy Warbucks over here. Those are those are all the major things though that need to figure themselves <laughs> like out. Yeah, two, like as soon as this like recording is over. The, I've got like two of the three of them knocked out. Here's a question though. In Europe right now, do you are you do you know what the COVID restrictions are? Like will you need so, to get a test before you come back to the States? I don't believe so because I'm fully vaccinated. I think that would help on the way there as well. And I think it's only like for you know, essential travel, which I again I host a Chelsea podcast. I can kind of consider this a work trip, although it's not really. But I can consider it a work trip. Maybe I should reveal it on a, a podcast that's listened Bleep to by thousands out. of the people. Bleep this out. The FBI is listening. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, logistically, it can be done. The question is, do I want to? And I, I think Billy brings up an excellent point, which is, this is quite a lot to figure out in a short period of time. Now, let me ask you something. If you were invited to a wedding in Portugal the same weekend, 
which would be able to kind of put everything together. Yeah, no, I figured I'd, I'd ask for the people inviting me to set me up with a Marriott hotel, and I'm there. Put put my suit in a suitcase. Hell, I'll wear the suit on my back. All I need is that one suit for the entire time that I'm there, and then I'll fly home. Witty, what do you prefer at a wedding? The predetermined, like chicken or steak, or like a buffet style? I think I go for a buffet. Now, it does kind of, it's not as classy at that point. I think a, a classier wedding gives you the two choices, and you get handed a plate of served food, and you just un- unravel your utensils. I feel um, like it takes longer when you have the buffet to get to the fun stuff of the wedding. While the food's probably better with the buffet, I'd rather just do the chicken or steak thing, get it over with so we can get to the bar and the dance There floor. might be some sides in there that I wouldn't go for. Like I feel like the, the buffet offers you more side choices. You can kind of as well examine a cut of meat and go, is this really well done or really rare? And you kind of you can you can kind of figure out from, from in there. So I, I would say there, there's more benefits to the buffet. But you're not there for the food, buddy. But you're not there for the food. No, That's but it's, not a, it's a nice here. party. You have a nice meal when you're at a wedding. That's, that's one of the meal, accents. Though. Yeah. I think the only problem with the buffet style is that I will fuck up a buffet and I will overeat and then (laughs) I won't be able to drink as much or dance as much because I will just be sitting there having had like seven servings of whatever, (laughs) whatever side I just Uh, devoured. uh, Yep. The pre-portioned meals, you can't overeat. I know we don't do episode titles for Mystery Crates. We only give them numbers, but I will fuck up a buffet. It would be up there for episode titles of this. Who do you think they'd attribute that to, though? I think we know. Yeah, 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 we know. We know. He said he'd fuck up a bird yesterday. That is true. I would, I would fuck up a rotisserie chicken, which is yeah. technically a bird. What kind of bird do you think that you could like take? Like, I wouldn't want to fight a bird. a bird. Like if people came after me, like you know, about attacking a bird. In this scenario, the bird is attacking me, and I'm just saying, if I had to defend myself, I'll fuck up a bird. How big a bird do you think? I mean, obviously not a cassowary, because like Ron's told us, they have like these like claws yeah, that yeah. like come out and like that. That I wouldn't want to mess around with. But like. A flamingo? Are you kidding me? This flamingo uh, comes at me, I'm gonna like karate chop kick that thing. Hi, yeah. I got dive bombed by a goose once when I was little and it was terrifying. I don't think any uh, of us could beat up a goose. You know the expression, what's good for the goose is good for the gander? That's right. You've never heard that expression? I have not, but continue. What, did you find out that what? the gander is the female version of the goose? Incorrect. The gander is the male version of the goose, I believe. And the goose is the female version. So I always thought that this was like a flock type thing. So like, I thought it was like, if it's good for one, it's good for all. Like if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander and a bunch of geese or gander, but it's not. One is male and one is female. Goose, gander. I thought, I thought gander yeah, was yeah. like a group of geese. Same. But it's a flock actually. Yeah. I should have known that. You uh, why, why should you though? Why should you have known that? Like, I don't want you to feel bad about this or, like, be hard on yourself. There's no need for you to have known what the plural of, like, a group of geese is. I mean, like, what's what's good for the goose is good for the gander is a fairly common colloquialism. So I feel like I should have known what the meaning there is. Bruce Whittingham is a fancy lad. 